Well, we got a special episode, don't we, Spencer? Super special. And we got Ashley today. That's what my sister special. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We are covering Jerusalem by Alan Moore. Ha, 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 bait and switch. Well, one of these times is going to be true. Out of the ceiling just drops the Goliath right into your lap, shatters your legs so you can't get up. Like, oh, fuck. Just my whole pelvis is just fucking man- mangled. Now read it live on air. Unending ceaselessness. Um, no, we're doing a better story than that. Um, well, I wouldn't know. I didn't read that whole. I don't even know if it's one story. That That book is scary. We are reading Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> A Study in Scarlet. This is the very first Sherlock Holmes story. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, before we even start, how about we just give a quick, did you like it? Most of it. Most of it. Yeah. I agree. I, up to, because it's broken up into books, like first book one and book or part two. Part one, part two. Something, something like that, yeah. yeah. I was five stars, loving it. It was because I remember reading this as a kid, and it was just great. And I was so happy that I was like, "Yeah, Sherlock Holmes is fucking rad." Yeah, yeah. And then we just turned into this Cormac McCarthy fucking mid, like, like Western horse shit. Like I was like, "Oh no!" Which <laughs> I will say that part of the story actually was like fairly well written and entertaining if it was his own yeah. thing. But it was just such a drastic change from the you know in rainy sherlock holmes england to fucking i don't know utah, utah. with mormons <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like what the fuck is happening i thought okay this is gonna be like a chapter no it just kept going and going. going all right i'm gonna read this introduction so we can learn more about oh uh, studying scarlet because i actually do have a pretty good introduction in this uh fancy collection i got here i had to buy sticky notes for it spencer you mean you just didn't want to fill the pages on that one no no, I did not. So it starts off here with all the Conan Doyle talk and how Sherlock Holmes is mad famous, and apparently he's been published more times than any other character in any other work of, uh, not just fiction, but just any other work other than the Bible. So that's impressive. And he's been on screen more times than any other character. I did not know that. If you include plays, then he even goes up above that. You have to look at Samuel L. Jackson because he's not only an actor, but he's a character. But has he he's ever been like what half a million movies? Has he ever played Sherlock Holmes? He might have, on, on, like in a play or something. Yeah. You don't know. That'd be cool. I'd be well, down. I'd watch that. Who do Watson? <laughs> oh, Chris Rock, or just the regular Rock? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a grizzled Afghan veteran, and it's just the Rock. Like this doesn't. He's very scary. He's large. So I'm not going to go into. You know, I will actually read this part because this is just quite depressing. Apparently, in 2008, they did a poll in, uh, I don't know, the greater Britain area. Uh, Britain's 38 per, or 58% of Britain surveyed thought Holmes was a real person, and only 23% thought Winston Churchill was real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, that tells you where uh, old Sherlock stayed. But how, you're free. Like, I feel like that would be... You know what? I don't even want to get into it because every time I insult the Brits, they come over and yell at me very vigorously with their fingers. Throw tea at you. They're they're colonizing your freedom there. Fucking colonizers. Yeah. It's kind of uplifting to realize that British people are just as retarded as Americans, though. So They just have better accents. But not all. Not (laughs) all of them. No. I mean, some of them just goggly goo. I, I watch Mary Poppins. I know what a fucking Cockney accent sounds like. Thank you, Mr. Dan Van Dyke. 
So, after going on and on about the popularity of Sherlock Holmes, this goes into what makes this popularity and longevity even more amazing is the fact that Sherlock Holmes, the Sherlock Holmes stories were written quickly and carelessly by their author. That which, makes sense. Which is funny. I mean, he just wrote it for shits and giggles and just gets a couple bucks his way. Well, I mean, that's all the stories in that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doyle, he felt that his literary fame would rest on other more serious work. So this is the classic case of, all right, I'm just going to write some fluffy bullshit, like, you know, some kind of Michael Bay shit where it'll give me some bucks, but I'm going to do my serious art. But nobody ever wanted the serious art. They just wanted Sherlock Holmes. So it's like he got pigeonholed by his own success. So, uh, that, that's Oh, great. what a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into his family history, which is long and boring, because uh, British people love long, boring family history. That's one thing Americans don't have. We don't give a shit about, like, ancestry too much, versus... Uh, well, because that's, like, in some spots, it's not a lot. It's a, it's a lot of the same thing, going. a lot of people got the same... Yeah, like, I don't know too many people that even know their great-grandparents' history, yeah. let alone, like, you know, their family... Until you go to the South, and then it's like, wow, you know, you might not want to know that history. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? We got some Doyle, some memories. He had a library, because he's a smarty-poly fucking guy. What? Library? He got married. I was going to read this part, but this is, goes into too much detail. Uh, so here we go. We'll go into Sherlock Holmes, like, the inspiration. Uh, Conan Doyle, this is his actual words. Um, he was, I guess this is based kind of on a, his teacher, but he was also Edgar Allan Poe fan. So, like, the August DuPont character, the the famous first original yeah, ever. Detective. Uh, that's, you know, he was a big fan of that, so that's obviously an influence. But um, the Sherlock Holmes, just like his mannerisms and stuff, comes from this. I thought of my old teacher, Joe Bell, of his eagle face, of his curious ways, of his eerie trick of spotting details. If he were a detective, he would surely reduce this fascinating, unorganized business to something near to an exact science. I would try if I could get this effect. It was surely possible in real life, so why should I not? And then he goes on about how, you know, he used that as the uh, as a catalyst for his characters based on a real person, I guess, who had very good detective skills, but he was a teacher. Um, also, elementary, my dear Watson, never showed up in a Sherlock Holmes story. Fun yep. fact, that's uh, not a thing. Not, not in any of them. No, that was just, I guess, from plays or TV or movies or one of those things. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here before we get to the story. Um, I did also think this was interesting, as this first story was supposed to be just like an original one-off, so Sherlock Holmes was not really fleshed out at no. all, so like even if you go into this part, which was in the story itself, this, this first story, Watson tells, like he writes a list of what Holmes is good at, like what he yeah. knows and what he doesn't, so knowledge of literature, nil, knowledge of philosophy, nil, knowledge of astronomy, nil, knowledge of politics, feeble, and the list in the actual story is longer. Like he t- talks about is what he's good at, like uh, you know, biology and stuff like that. But uh, like poisons, he's real good at poisons. Uh, but the way that the character was broken down originally, he was kind of like Watson was definitely more of a fleshed out character versus Holmes, who was just very analytical and uh, he was really only good at being like a detective. Mm-hmm. Though he did have that cool quote where I didn't highlight this here, but he talks about. Filling your head like it's an attic with information. Mm, yeah. Because he didn't even yeah. what he what was it? he didn't even know like the, the earth revolved around the sun or something stupid like that. Um and he's like, yeah. Well that it doesn't matter to me. It has no importance. All it does is hold up vital space in my brain. So my brain's like an attic. You can only have so much space in there. You don't want to fill it with useless information. I was like, Well, that's kinda cool. 
That makes me think maybe I should just dump all the dumb VH1 knowledge I have in my head from the 90s. <laughs> good, good luck with that. That's forever stuck in there. <laughs> that is. I, I, You're going to be old and feeble. You won't remember any of your family members' names, but you will remember But I'll remember that the Millie Vanilli <laughs> lip sync incident like it was yesterday. Yep. <laughs> you know what's funny about that list about what he's good at? How it says, like, literature nil. But then, like, Throughout the entire story, Sherlock Holmes is like quoting literature and obscure political papers. I'm like, I don't think it's nil. I'm no, like, <laughs> I don't think it was either. That doesn't seem right. Well, in this introduction, at some point, it goes on about like when the character is actually fleshed out, he is better at all that stuff. And, you know, in the future stories, uh, if we ever cover any of those, it'll be more like he knows fucking everything. But um yeah probably, yeah, probably more what we know as a like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, or... um, possibly the literature he was familiar with in this story all had to do with crimes. I'm not sure. I would have to look up some because he was named some obscure stuff. But and most of the things in this book or in this story that he was good at had to deal with crimes. So if it didn't have anything to do with crimes or solving crimes or anything like that, he didn't seem to give much of a shit about, uh, except for music. Uh, we'll he was a detective weeb. He was he was a fucking dork. I mean, let's see where else have we got. Uh, there, and there's a lot of Sherlock Holmes stories. And at one point, he kills off the character uh, who was very popular, and in America, he got very popular too. And then uh, he ends up bringing them back, which you don't have those. I think they're like the case files of Sherlock yeah. Holmes or something along those lines. Yeah, but yeah, but he had to bring it back because nobody like. Nobody wanted anything else from him, so he like he needed like you were saying the whole game pigeon pigeonholed kind of thing. Yeah, now I'm skipping ahead in this intro here. This is after all the talk about. Uh, I don't know if this actually goes back into this story though. It is almost impossible at this remove to overestimate the immediate impact of the Sherlock Holmes stories when they were first published. Conan Doyle did not invent the detective story. That honor goes to Edgar Allan Poe. But through his immensely popular creation and his inventive series of tales, he was almost single-handedly responsible for creating a huge public interest in tales of mystery and detection. And one of the things that he did that no other writer before him was able to do uh, was create the Watson character. Not Because I think uh, the, the DuPont stories, I haven't read those yet, but I think that that detective, even though he was the first detective, he had like a sidekick, but it didn't even have a name. It was, you know, it's probably so, just like you know, like a lackey. Moment. Yeah, but like Doyle, what he did so well in these stories is not only is Watson, at least in this first story, telling the story and right, you know, he's writing it down, uh, gives you that perspective. But he's like the one who kind of drives everything. He's asking the questions to Holmes because if Holmes had his way, he wouldn't even been on this first story. Like he wouldn't even went into the crime like to solve it because they came to him and he was just like, yeah, it doesn't really interest me. But it was Watson who was like, well, I want to know more about this. Well, I know that a lot of like in like at least in the adaptations and things and stuff, it always seems like home or uh, Watson is the guy. You yeah. know, you got to kind of keep Holmes wrangled in and kind of, you know, keep him on a leash a little bit. But, you know, let him also do what it's he does. It's just a really good storytelling and writing device to have a character there who can kind of play the part of the reader where it's like well i want to know you know i want to ask this question well watson actually will ask that question or it's like well holmes needs a hand well there's watson or if we need like a dosex machina real quick well the watson could jump in yeah. and save the day like it's just good to have that character because yeah, he is like he is really well of being like you said like this wide-eyed like huh what's going on but he's also very capable as well yeah because he is an afghan vet he's a doctor um, and very interesting, let's see if I can find this here, his his original name was not Watson, 
It was uh, something ridiculous, if I remember. Wigglesworth. I wish it was Wigglesworth. <laughs> it was not Wigglesworth. Uh, what the fuck is that? Slabby bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you dirty old whore. It was... I'm ready, but you don't need to yell. I'm going to yell at you, and I'm going to yell it hard. There's so many fucking... Ma- That's one thing that makes me so sad is during this time period, he had so many magazines to choose from that he could submit his work to that paid well. And all the way up to the pulp era, like all these magazines published stories. And now what do we got? Dog shit. We don't got anything. Here it is. (laughs) Watson was originally conceived as Ormond Sacker from Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) He is Ormond Sacker. I feel like elementary, my dear Sacker, would have not had the same impact as... uh, the, the famous quote we know now. And Holmes, I believe, was supposed to be... Yeah, Holmes was J. Sharon Ford Holmes. A uh, sleepy-eyed young man, philosopher, collector of rare violins. And then he, thank God, got turned into Sherlock Holmes, which is a much cooler name. So, jumping into the story. Um, as far as detective stories, this one was pretty straightforward for the most part. You know, they find a uh, guy's murdered, and there's a little blood on the wall that has a word that means revenge in German. And well, I think you gotta go a little bit before that. How we actually got like, Holmes and Watson actually met. Oh, that's kind of the important part of this story, isn't it? I guess yeah. I'm skipping uh, the old Holmes and Watson. So Watson, he's back from the Afghan war. Uh, he's, I would say, shell shocked. Yeah, and injured. He has like an injury or something. He's looking for lodging, and wouldn't you know it, one of his buddies knows this very peculiar young man who's uh, always in a laboratory. He's in a laboratory, but he's not a scientist, and he's always doing weird things, uh, but he's not an actual detective. And uh, he meets him. He's like, well, that, that <laughs> does sound like Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, that guy is looking for a partner to share a fucking house with because back then, you know, guys just hooked up. Yeah. And uh, also I don't, <laughs> you wouldn't know this, Spencer, cause you don't read a lot of stuff set in 1800s and before a lot of man hugging and sleeping yeah. like men back then just cuddled and it was okay. I don't know when that stopped being favorable. It makes me so damn sad. I don't know when you told me to go away. That's <laughs> yeah. But you're a kicker when you sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, so uh, he introduces Watson to Holmes, and they're both kind of weird, so they fit together, and then they live together, and uh, Watson is just enamored and fascinated by Holmes, and Holmes, I mean, I don't know if he really gives a shit about Watson or not, he just cares about solving crimes, but he doesn't, that's what I don't understand, it's like, yeah, he likes solving crimes for the fun of it, but he doesn't actually care about justice. And... No, no, it's just, it's the it's the riddle, it's the, yeah, and this, this finding the answer. And I hope this doesn't do a Robert E. Howard Conan, let's repeat the same thing in every fucking story. Uh, so I don't know if this will come up again, but in this original story, this first story, uh, he explains Holmes' problem-solving skills, exactly how he goes about it, The what is it, the deductions. Um, I can see how that could be one of those things if he was writing you know, stories for different magazines and stuff. Everyone, he'd be like, well, this is how I solve problems and do the whole fucking deduction bit and everyone like how Conan was always oh the blazing blue eyes yeah. and the raging hair like all that dumb shit like every story every fucking story Robert E. Howard I know what he looks like oh sorry um <laughs> yeah so we got Watson and Holmes meet up and then there's a Moida and the detectives who two detectives Lestrade and Gay Man or something I forget his name Galad Gadriel was something stupid Gastrade uh let's say Guston I like that no uh <laughs> Anyway, these guys are competing with each other, 
And the real master detective, Sherlock Holmes, is the one who's going to obviously, from the very get-go, solve the case, and these yeah, two are going to take credit for. Yeah, because they, 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 they set it up as, like, this isn't the first time they went to him for help. Yeah. He, you know, he's helped, he's been helping them for a while now. Now, for those who want to read this, I'm not going to give away the mystery or anything. We don't really have to go into the details too much. So, I will say, I really like, uh, and maybe it's just I'm a little biased because I read these when I was a kid and I really liked them, but... Doyle's writing style, I just really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very fast-paced and easy to read, in my opinion, uh, especially for the time period, because a lot of stuff back then, especially if Poe was one of his influences, I can see how it could be very bogged down, but it's not. It's, they're very fun reads. Um, this is why my... I'm going to go on a fucking complete different tangent here. This is why my opinion of YA is so low, because I grew up reading this kind of stuff, so this is what I think of as YA. Well, yeah. I think, like, Sherlock Holmes story is young adult, not fucking, you know, whatever they got now, the Twilight and very poorly written rubbish uh, that Ashley loves because he, he has all those collections. Don't you, Ashley? Yeah, I do. All, all of them. All the Maze Runners and the hop, sure. Hunger Games and... You just name the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, so we could give our actual proper critiques, I'm just going to skip ahead. We get to the whole murder mystery, and we actually catch the culprit. And that's the first half of the story, and it could be finished there, but no. It could. It really could have been done. A fucking curveball that I did not expect. (laughs) We go to Utah, man. Like, what, 20 or 30 years? I think 20 years before. And I will give Doyle credit where credit is due. I never really, I was pretty indifferent on Mormons. Like, I was like, oh, they're like happy, (laughs) kind of weird people, but whatever. Uh, and I watch South Park, so, you know, we get kind of other goofy, but they're nice. <laughs> I, I watch Big Love. I know. <laughs> I fucking hate Mormons now. Thank you, Doyle. You showed that they're evil assholes. At least they used to be. <laughs> just a fucking evil call to assholes that just force women into marriage. Good Lord. That was, it was like I said, just went to a McCarthy story. Like we just go to the American <laughs> West of like Wyoming or Nevada. I don't even fucking know where in the middle desert of America. It's, it's hot and sandy. Yeah, and it starts off cool. It's a fucking guy and a little girl. Uh, who that the scene kind of unfolds weird. They're like on a desert mountain or something. They're dying. They're, they're fucking dying of thirst and stuff. Uh, but the little girl's like okay at first because she was in a fuck. She's five years old, but she's in a knapsack the whole time. Well, wasn't they like, <laughs> trying to come over the border or something like that? I don't remember from Mexico. I think yeah, maybe there no, was. It wasn't very clear at the time. I don't think there was a difference really between Mexico and that part of the U.S. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we just. I don't know when the Mexican American War was, but there was like a lot of land that was just mm-hmm. kind of up for grabs there for a while. Because uh, I don't even know if Utah was actually an established state yet when they go to Utah. But they end up hooking up with a bunch of Mormons. And there's some weird scenes with this little girl who uh, is, like, doll-like almost. She's, like, very pristine. Like, her hair is blonde and curly, which later on it's not blonde anymore. Maybe she just grew out of it. I don't know if you guys caught that. But she was, like, a raging brunette <laughs> yeah. or something. Dude, yeah. <laughs> um, there's so many inconsistencies. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, then, but um, there's, like, a lot of stuff where it's like, these two should have died a lot sooner probably but they get saved by mormons and they have to become mormons because that's the law is you have to be forced to be a super rich mormon but the mormons hated this guy because uh farrier john farrier because uh even though he was great for their society and did everything they wanted and became rich and successful he would not marry uh because he wasn't into bigamy you know he wasn't a polygamist so i don't blame him there and he thought they were creeps which they were and then uh fucking bring him young of all people an actual guy the actual creator of uh what what is it? The, the Latter Day Saints. Joseph Smith. Jo- well, Joseph Smith, I think, is dead by this point, and he get murdered already. 
I don't know. I don't remember when he died. Yeah. I don't care. We're not going to go into the Mormon religion and shit on them too much because we may have Mormon listeners. And just note, I don't hate modern Mormons as far as I know. I don't know any. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say I hate you guys for being weird because, you know, as far as I know, you're just nice people now. But back then, in the 1800s, you're killing people that didn't want to marry a bunch of 13-year-olds. So, you know, fuck those guys. Bring them down. Fuck you. He's in, According to uh, O'Doyle, uh, O'Doyle. According O'Doyle to Do- <laughs> According to Doyle. Brigham Young was a fucking ass hat, and everyone and that was a Mormon sucked. And but the point is, it was just such a weird departure from this setting of Sherlock Holmes mysteries in England to just this Western story that goes on and on. It's literally like what thirty pages or something. Uh, it's like half the fucking story, which is like seventy-two pages. So I was thrown off by that. And again, if that was just its own story that had nothing to do with Sherlock Holmes, I would have been fine. Yeah. But it was just like this really long-winded way of saying, oh, it was a love triangle, kind of. Well, I was, like, explaining it to, uh, like, the one person at work that actually, the other person at work that actually, like, reads. Because mm-hmm. um, I was telling them that I was reading this, and when I finished it, I was like, oh, I, I, I finally finished that Sherlock Holmes story I was telling you about. And she was asking how it was. I was like, I liked most of it. It's just, and then it got half through the halfway point, and it just switches to this whole other thing, and like, different writing style yeah. too. It's and I was like, weird. And it was yeah. good. It was written well. It's probably written better than what I'm giving credit to because I was at a point just kind of skimming through some stuff because yeah. I was just like, you didn't care about what was. Yeah, happening. I was like, I like, I'm if I'm reading a Sherlock Holmes story, I want some fucking Sherlock Holmes. Like, <laughs> again though, this is the first story, so Sherlock Holmes was not like yeah. the main. I mean, he was the main character, but he really wasn't like expected to be anything beyond this one story I, I just hope that that's not a trend for like other as like you know he catches the bad guy and then you get the whole bad guy's origin story well here's what was confusing who the fuck was telling this part of the story that's so long because it's well, not watson doesn't know it and when we get finally back to england the guy that they captured that's from that story reiterates the whole fucking thing again. I was going to say, that's, what fucking, that's also what super pissed me. I was like, why did we just have this whole thing? He could have just said that stuff at the end and never been done. Because he does. He goes over it all over again. So we, we go through this whole, we see it. We see the whole fucking actual cause of this mystery unravel in America. And then this guy goes on this 20-year revenge fucking binge. And then he goes, which is kind of cool. It was like yeah. a Kill Bill thing. And then he gets yeah. up in England uh, after traversing fucking all of Europe to find these guys that uh, did him wrong. And then the bit, and I kill him way better than he killed him, though. He poisoned one guy. Like, come on, do some fucking head cleaving. But anyway, um, <laughs> like you're going to get revenge. Get proper revenge. He wanted justice. Like, fuck <laughs> you, American guy. Style. Yeah, he was such a goody goody American that he had to get proper justice, legal justice, even though it was illegal. You still killed him. Just kill him better. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so we, we get back there, though. But, they, yeah, they capture him, and he's a real cool guy. And, of course, he has, like, a heart problem. Yeah. So his heart's going to blow up. So he's never going to have to face his own justice. So I was like, well, that's good to know. Uh, and then he goes on, even though he could die any second, he goes on for fucking another 20 pages, reiterating the whole story that nobody told. Who told the story? It just Doyle told us that story in the, in the West. Like, nobody, because this whole thing's set up as Watson's the narrator, and then we just have a completely different story set in America that's not told by anyone. It's just us seeing it. And then we go back, and then the John, uh, not John Ferrier, um, the, the, what is the name? Uh, something Hope. Uh, Jefferson? Jefferson Hope. Jefferson yeah. Hope. Uh, he, he reiterates the whole story that we just read. Which was like perfectly summed up what was the, what we just what read. Told, yeah. Which we, then we wouldn't have needed any of that. No. And by the way, the whole mystery was already solved by this point. Yeah. We just needed to know why the guy did it. 
and that's why we get a 30 page western and then we get uh, another 10 or 20 pages of uh exposition telling us again what we just read and then the guy's heart explodes and that's kind of it uh so that, that, <laughs> like alien stuff yeah so um so that definitely dropped that was a five out of five until i got to the western and then that dropped at a point was um was anybody confused at the beginning like the first couple of pages that it took me a minute to realize that it was watson telling me the story because like yeah. uh because yeah, yeah because it was like i couldn't tell if it was like him talking or if it was like the friend he was meeting at the bar telling like the story at first like i just assumed that it was watson because it's like yeah what other way whatever way would you tell the story but like it didn't it it was having a trouble making that clear at least to me in the beginning of the story to be honest yeah. with you after the western i don't remember <laughs> the beginning of the story at all i completely <laughs> lost it I got lost Didn't it sauce. start out with like uh, in the beginning it was talking and using John Watson as the name? That's what I thought. Was, and then like it switches to I. I was like, um, so yeah, I totally get that. And then I was also confused with like, how did Sherlock know Jefferson Hope's name? Like, uh, am I the only one that was confused by that? Because he like, well, yeah, you he, didn't, you he went, didn't manage to get to the very, very last couple pages because you read it earlier, right? Because Holmes, in that reiteration, he goes on and deducts. He shows his whole deduction process again, oh, okay. reiterating everything. And he showed that he got Jefferson Hope's name because he called Cleveland, where there was a police report against him for trying to get these guys. So he did get his name uh, because that was another long <laughs> spiel. Was he fucking broke down exactly every, which was kind of cool. How he broke down is, well, this is how I got here, because I saw there were wagon wheels in the street, but they weren't normal wagon wheels. And then he just goes on and on. It's like, yeah, yeah. it starts off in the year 1878. I took my degree of doctor of medicine of the university. Yeah. So I would assume that was the old Watson man. But yeah, then it gets kind of kind of funky there. I don't know. Cool story, man. You guys like that story? By Jove, I cried. Sorry. Well, I like that. I w see, and I was going to try to read the. The second story I had in my collection, or maybe like a, a sh uh, like a short story before uh, we recorded, since I like I you know I, I started reading a little bit before you, yeah. And then, but by the time I got to the end of that, I was like, I don't need any Sherlock Holmes right now. Like, let me <laughs> something else. To get. That was just, yeah, it was just like very disappointing. If they just if he left that western part, he what he should have did is had Jefferson Hope tell us that part. Like, not go so long with mm -hmm. it and, they like, really break it down as his own story. Just have Jefferson Hope just be like, hey, this is why I killed these guys. And you just, you know, talk about it real quick. Well, I wonder if, like, he, it, like when it got, if it, like, when it was coming out, if it was, like, by those chapters. So he was probably just trying to milk it for some extra money. <laughs> That's very yeah, possible. Probably. Official ratings, guys. I would give it a three. A three? Yeah, because I would have gave it a four because, like, it was good. But it was it didn't like wow me. But then like how with like the western oh, yeah. stuff knocked it down a point, so it would have been four. Got knocked down to three. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a I'll do a three as well. Uh, not only because like I didn't uh, the the story like I agree it was really well paced. I thought uh, it was you know sort of light and fun and everything like that. I just didn't give a shit about the murder. Yeah, like it, it just like oh this man was murdered in his house and. All this, I'm like, I don't like. It didn't really give. Is a, it, 
is this a random murder like that it literally is and i'm like why do we care about this like yeah, why are you so involved yeah because you always kind of in, in in the other stuff it's like sherlock Holmes is brought in for like the hard weird cases yeah. you know so it's just kind of like oh this is just uh so hopefully it's just one of those things as the other stories come out and he progresses it you know so it- yeah it'll like mature and get more complicated you know what i just thought of because I was thinking, well, maybe why Holmes had the interest in the case was because it was an American murdered, mm. so it was a foreigner. Maybe. So maybe that piqued his interest. Now I'm thinking not just the whole, um, the because Amer- all the characters are American that are in this crime. Uh, yeah, Jefferson Hope was an American, and the two guys he's going after were American Mormons. I'm thinking maybe this was purposeful by uh, on Doyle's part, and also that whole spiel with the west is because he wanted to get into the american audience and he yeah, thought maybe, maybe that'd be a good way to, to get into it uh because he was writing a lot of historic fiction at the time i believe because i think he had a novel out or something and uh i think he just wanted to you know not just get money but get his name out there more and i'm sure he wanted to tap into a different uh, growing yeah, market yeah, grow that audience so that that's the only thing I could I could imagine why he would go to all yeah. that fucking work of like because he when you do read that western part he like broke that down like you'd think that was written by an American other than Ashley he mentioned like the way the little girl talk was kind of stupid which I agree but uh, <laughs> he uh like just like even the speech of the other Americans it almost felt like I was reading like a Cormac McCarthy how he does it because they had accents um. I thought that was well done. I don't know if Doyle ever, you know, went to the United States or if he just read up on it or if he had American friends. I have no idea. But I, I did think that was interesting. Um, I give it a four. I thought because I just really did enjoy the beginning. Again, I the it wasn't so much the mystery. I just like the deductions, yeah. like how he like explained how he got to you know point A to point Z. I just thought that was really fun. And uh, I haven't read a mystery in so long. Uh, honestly, the last fucking mystery I probably read was one of the Sherlock Holmes stories, like Hounds of the Baskerville or something. So. Uh, and that was when I was like a kid, maybe a teenager. Uh, so it's been a while. So I would, I would read more of those. Though. Oh, definitely. It's just I need a little bit of uh, of a break Space to get that out, to, yeah. to get that taste out of my mouth from the ending of the you know the first mm-hmm. one. Hopefully, <laughs> as reading the next ones, you won't. Well, it'd like be I, more of like, oh, I want to read the next one now. This makes me want to read the next one. Well, like I said in the intro, Sherlock Holmes gets fleshed out a lot more once uh, Doyle realized, oh, he should be like an actual reoccurring character such as like the Conan stories or like when you write it, just the one story and only think it's going to be the one story. You're not really yeah. trying to give the character backstory as much. You don't want to, you don't have to go into all that work. Like he gave Watson more backstory than Holmes. I don't think we even really learn anything about Holmes in this. Not he has a weird much. nose. Yeah. He has a weird hook like nose or something. I, I'm interested to see how uh, some of the uh, short stories are. Cause I imagine those are probably going to be more compact and like probably kind of like, Maybe quick moving yeah. or, you know, the, the the mysteries going at a faster pace. Yeah, because to be honest, this was the reason why I picked this to be a book of the month is because it's pretty much a novella. Yeah. Because it's like 72 well, that, pages. That's but- what I was going to ask you of, like, how would you categorize it? Because it's not like actually it's, it's the first book, but it's not really like a novel. You I, know, yeah, I would like- say novella. Of course, it would literally be half the length if we didn't yeah. have the Western stuff. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> What I'm currently reading now is Doublingers by James Joyce, so that's uh, short stories, though. Why are you making that grouchy face over there? Because that just sounds terrible. You uncultured swine. sounds terrible. (laughs) You know what? You don't know nothing about nothing. That's that's a fair point. 
I wanted something <laughs> that would be a quick read because I'm it, trying to put off the Silmarillion because my brain really started to melt there. And is I, that a quick read? Because like anytime I've just I've ever heard like it's like 170 pages. Well, I'm but I just like but isn't that writing style? Isn't it like a lot to? It's not like Ulysses or Finnegan's Wake. Not everything okay. he wrote is just nonsense. Oh, okay, I didn't know. His I first heard... couple works are real stories that you can actually follow. Just with anything I see in that <laughs> literature group and stuff, it's just always just like the impenetrable wall. Of... What you're going to do is you're going to need to take about 13 university accredited courses, and then you can finally read Ulysses. <sighs> so what are you guys reading currently? Sherlock Holmes? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I literally today I just started that Unfamiliar Garden, which is that second book in that um that uh, comic, that, that cycle out of the comic series by that Benjamin Percy. Oh, yeah. That, uh, because that one's only like, it's like a, it's like 206 or 207 like pages. So I figure I'll be able What'd to. Would you rate that first book? Huh? Would you rate that first book? Uh, I never got around to doing an actual rating, but I'd put it like a four. I'd give it around like a four. Yeah, it's like sci-fi. Yeah, but you, Mister Ashley. Uh, currently reading "Turn on the Heat" by Earl Stanley Gardner. So it's one of those hard case crimes, and it's like this little dude going around trying to solve a missing persons thing and all this shit. And it's you read a lot of hard crime stuff this year. I've read like two. Yeah, you sent me the one, and we read the the gutter and the grave, and. Didn't you read later? Well, I guess later by Stephen King wasn't this year. No, that was last year. The point is, you love you some hard crime. Oh man, I love any crime that's hard. Boiled. Uh, I don't. You know what I don't? Bitch. You know what I don't like? Soft crime. <laughs> yeah. Soft crime. Like PG crime. Larceny. Like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like <a> jaywalking. <laughs> petty theft. You're just watching the crime, and you're like, oh, I could go for something harder, actually. I need something a little thicker and harder. You know, I need a more stimulation. really going to ram me home when I read this. Um, I need to have nightmares afterwards. Mm. James Joyce has kind of been giving me nightmares. James talking about poop. <laughs> James Joyce, I always have to read his books with my fucking thumb at the back in the appendix so I could read some of the definitions yeah. of the words he's using. Because like, <laughs> these, these Wordsworth or Wordsmith or whatever the fuck collections they are, they actually have, like, oh, if you don't know what a, a stirry pot is, this is what it is. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, porridge? Okay. Like, you get to, <laughs> I don't know, learn whatever. It is. I'm glad they have that. Of course, the really hard stuff he's talking about, they no, have no there. idea. Nothing. Don't fucking know anything about it. And he likes to throw a lot of Latin in, so I don't know me in mm, Latin. It's like David Foster Wallace right there. And that's... David Foster Wallace is what I consider a grade A fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> nobody needs to be that intelligent, and nobody needs to flaunt it the way you do, Mr. <laughs> Wallace. Nobody, needs, nobody that's writing needs to be that intelligent. Yeah, anyone that intelligent deserves to kill themselves. Jerk. Go be a fucking physicist, and then maybe you want to <laughs> fucking off yourself. Why did he kill himself besides depression? Didn't he have, like, a problem with his woman or something? I, I read so many awful things after we did that oblivion about him just, like, yelling. At, like, I think he, like, threw a woman through a window and beat her, to de- beat her in the head with the... Br- I'm making that up. I don't know. I don't think he's Ric Flair <laughs> chopping so. Oh, you guys want to get disgusted real quick? Okay. I think I might have told you this. There's a young guy I, I work with. He's, like, 20 years old, and he was... He was talking smack or something when we were delivering i said you better shut up or i'm a rick flair chop you and he just kind of looked at me and so later i was like yeah, 
he don't know what a Ric Flair chop is. So later, I did the Ric Flair chop mm-hmm. right in the fucking chest, and I went, "Whoa!" He's like, ah, what the fuck? And he's like, "Why'd you woo?" And I was like, "Ric Flair chop." He's like, "Who's Ric Flair?" And I was, ah, and I fucking did it again. Like, are you, I would have put him in the figure four right then. You should have gave him a thumb in the eye. Mm. You don't know Ric Flair? The low, the low blow. These kids, man, fucking Gen Z. Did kids. you style and profile for him? What do you think? Mm. Well, apparently, my style and profile that I do every week has been. For not because he didn't know what I was doing. He just thought I was <laughs> walking fancy. Was walking funny. <laughs> 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 Fucking, he probably thought I was doing a, a TikTok dance. Oh. That's so sad. <laughs> it really is depressing. Um, you know what? We'll end on this since we got a couple minutes here. Writing wise, where are you guys at? Uh, What's right? <laughs> that's that's good. What's right? Uh, the I got a couple hundred words. The other day, which fin- finished the chapter that I've been slagging on for the past few weeks, but I also got a good bit, um, like plotted out like the next couple of chapters, which should be like the last couple. Right. Plus, I'm hoping now since I have like just like a loose kind of plotting outline that will kind of help my log jam of what am I gonna do like next. So hopefully, here in the next few weeks, I'll have I'll get back on the uptick like I was like a month or so ago. Get it, girl. Get it in your vagina. That's not where I was going with that at all. That's Get it in your man so pussy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what about you, Ash? You you just said you don't even know what writing is anymore, so I don't yeah, know if that's a word. Got, got I'm on my 19th rewrite of this chapter. Yeah. So that's about 43,000 words down the drain. If you hit 20, maybe give up. Move to the next chapter. <laughs> I can't move to the next chapter. He's a linear writer. It's impossible. You can't do it. I can't. No, I can't. Have you just... like, I can write this chapter. No, I can't. I just can't move past it. Have no. you just tried writing better? Did you just try to be suck at it? <laughs> uh, I just got uh, the, the Stephanie Myers guide for success, so I thought I'd read that and see how to... How to write betterer. better, more gooder. Take an Anne Rice novel, and then just change the words. <laughs> and really? Then, yeah, that's all you got to do. Because then you have your vampire story, and then you can, you know, it's already written. You just change the words. Just yeah, get I mean, the that, that and change up it new everywhere. problems. Like, I, I'm not writing a vampire story, so I guess if I do that, then I'm gonna have to go back and change everything again. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> My story's coming along. I've been working on it every day. <laughs> Some days are harder than others. This heat's been melting. Oh, I was I was suspecting when I came down here today that you just be in a bowl, <laughs> just liquid Caleb in a bowl. <laughs> Yesterday it was because my truck AC broke and Again. then yeah, it's broken. And then even which is even better, the blower which would at least blow hot air on me also broke. Oh, so you just Nothing. stagnant air? Yeah, and it's always at least. <laughs> 15 degrees hotter in the cab than it is out of the cab. So I just, I've been really melting. But yesterday was so bad that I actually stopped at the shitty mall because I wanted to get some writing done. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck it. I, at least I could go and sit on the bench in the mall and do some writing on my lunch. They don't have fucking AC there anymore. What? Oh my God. <laughs> it's going out of business. It's like so shitty of a mall. They don't have, they didn't have AC on in there. So I was fucking melting. Dude. And I literally couldn't write because I would have smudged all the ink. Yeah. When I, was, I was like, <laughs> so I didn't get any writing done. And when I got home, I just died. I just fell over and I just died. So, uh, 
That's how, yeah, that's how that's been going. Today I did get some writing done. I just sat in the hot truck and just powered through it. And I just didn't, I held it like a little kid holds a crayon, just like, and then I got like a couple paragraphs. And then I was like, that's good enough. And I shut the book and it went like a slapping liquid. So I was like, ew, I don't know. That's good. Um, I just picture you like uh, inside that cabin. Like uh, Vegeta when he's train training in the in the machine with the hundred times gravity, and it's just red and you're sweaty, can't move. My core temperature is like over a hundred every day, just permanent. I just I didn't I don't like I don't like my life right now. Just with the and I don't mind the heat. It's just like I don't want to be baking and then being very active and then try to write does not work. See with the the AC not working, I just be like, I'm not doing this, guys. I'll work inside, in the, you know, at the warehouse or whatever. But I'm not driving this hunk of shit until you get this fixed. Well, the other truck I get to drive doesn't have AC at all. Like it's just not an option. <laughs> like, so what? yeah, it's when just, was that truck made in like the '60s? Like, uh, apparently up till the 2000s, a lot of uh, I don't know, it was, it was uh, Sterling. So a lot of those kind of trucks just didn't have fucking AC in them. Uh, the guy was telling me, well, in my day, because, you know, that's what they do when you don't have it. Back in my day, we just had floor vents, and they blew the air, and we didn't have no fancy AC. And I was like, well, I don't have fucking floor vents. You want me to carve them in? I'm hot. <laughs> I'm sitting on the engine. Leave me alone. Also, like, back in your day, it probably wasn't, like, 99 degrees in the middle of June, probably. Back in your day, the planet wasn't melting. <laughs> You guys like, had winters. So, you had seasons. <laughs> I'm got, so, so sorry you suffered. Why do you want me to suffer too? Oh, you fucking jerks. One better than me. Well, we get seasons too. We get hurricane season, <laughs> tornado season, <laughs> blizzard season, heat wave season, drought season. That's my favorite. <laughs> Women's March season. Oh, don't go there, Ashley. They're going to come for you again. <laughs> Bring it. Bring the bruckus. So that's our review of Sherlock Holmes, a study in Scarlet. I like the name. Yeah. And uh, he explains the name in there. I forget what the explanation was, but I like the name. Very cool. Oh, is it because the guy wrote the revenge word on the wall in blood? Mm, I and he said so. something as like, it's a study in Scarlet. I'm like, yay. He said the name of the title. They said the name of the title. <laughs> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, you're a much better writer than I, you fuck. Was every way back then just great, or is it just because there was such a limited amount of writers that the ones who got successful were great? Yeah, I think it was just there was so much harder in a way that... Like, these... you couldn't get published if you were garbage, yeah. so only the great ones got published. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Uh, so it just makes everyone seem like they're great, but there's probably a lot of shitty writers uh, that we never heard of, and I wish that trend continued today, but it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. We get a lot of shitty writers that uh, top the New York Times bestsellers list, and I don't like it at all. Well, hey, if it wasn't for that, we would maybe not get enough... We might not get any opportunities if they just got rid of all the shitty writers. Maybe we don't deserve the opportunities, Spencer! I don't know. I think we should do cage matches. Yes. Writer cage matches. So, you know, call the herd a little. <laughs> Just like, hey, you know, it's a fight to the death. If you're not good... You die, and then we just, you know. But you, like, you'd have to put like fifteen of them in there because could you just how long it would take two of them just to like weekly, like weak witch slapped each other to death? Like, you see Mike Tyson step in because he just got done with his autobiography. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> son of a bitch! God <laughs> damn it! Not fair. <laughs> Goodbye, John Grisham. <laughs> Murdered. Just punch his head off like Jason, and uh, Jason goes to Manhattan. Just uppercut your whole head off. 
Uh, so we thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to see some drunken book reviews that don't really correlate with this, but they are reviews that we do, uh, you go to drunkenpenready.com where all your needs are met. <laughs> Sorry, that got gross. You could go to uh, fucking, what's the thing we fucking do on the Twitter? Drunk pen writing. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> at drunken pen writing. And holy shit, I didn't give you a name. I know it's a book of the month episode, well, but I always not, give you a name, yeah, Spencer. You didn't give, not give me a name. Somebody give me a state or a city or a country quickly uh easter island easter it's gotta be one word easter that's not that doesn't work galapagos spencer the galapagos goo gusher church <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's where it went that's better than what i thought you were gonna go when i heard goo gargler and guzzler were that's what mind. yeah <laughs> that's what i figured you were gonna go with well, it's a sherlock holmes episode we might get some finer listeners so i wanted to keep that pe- well i guess i ruined it anyway yeah. well they we already got the download so yeah so if you want that go to spencer's only fans the galapagos goo guzzler gargler and God, whatever else you can come up with uh thanks for listening and we will check you next week with the normal episode maybe maybe what's normal ones that aren't drunken bullshit episodes mm, i thought those were normal uh, they're the new normal <laughs> like the pandemic is the new normal uh yeah mm-hmm.